Hey guys, welcome to the Bagging Broadcast, episode number 531. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out August 16th, 2023. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, we're celebrating the dawn of DC by bringing back the team building exercise. Uh, we're going to be building our own superhero teams. Uh, general rules, once someone picks a superhero, they can't be on your team. So, uh, yes, we will go from there. Nice. You know what else is nice during the summer and celebrations and summertime celebrations? Drinking a beer with friends. And that's why hey, that's, exci- that's what we're doing. Yeah. And that's why I'm excited to hear what you're drinking, Chris. Oh, uh, so all of my beers tonight are going to be from a brewery out of Miami, Florida, Unseen Creatures. I had one of their beers a couple weeks ago on the show. Really enjoyed it. And then when we went to the beer store today, they had a plethora of other offerings from them. So I was like, yep, OK, I'm locked in. This is what I'm doing with my night. So I'm starting off. With Unseen Creatures Cold-Blooded Keller. And this is a Keller Beer Style Lager, 5% ABV. Uh, This is very nice. Nice kind of like crispy bread notes on it. Yeah, I like it. It's kind of warm because I put it in the fridge as soon as we got home. uh, And then I ate dinner. But we got home at 7. So I took this out of the fridge at 7.30 when we were jumping on. Not enough time, but I think if it was uh, a little bit cooler, it'd definitely crisp up a little bit. Yeah, this is really good. I'm looking forward to the other three that I have in the fridge for this once they do cool down. And I'm looking forward to more from Unseen Creatures as the episode unfolds. Stay tuned, dear listener. John, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking. uh, All my beers are going to be from Sierra Nevada. And I am drinking Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest to start with. This is in collaboration with uh, Kerwielder Brewery. Um, Sierra Nevada, for the past couple years, haven't done an Oktoberfest. But previous to that, every Oktoberfest they did was a collaboration with a German brewery to make their Oktoberfest. So every year it would be different. And this year it's really good. Um, Really nice like creamy body on it, um, a little bit of bitterness, some really nice, um, really nice maltiness to it. Um, very, very good beer and 6%, which is a little higher than I was expecting. Um, but drinks really easy. Um, definitely going to be an Oktoberfest. I will continue to drink, um, the rest of this year. I like it. Nice. Very good. Oh. I haven't actually grabbed any Oktoberfests yet this year. Yeah, I, I, it's it's something that I'm like, oh, I got to start looking for them, got to start looking for them, and then I forget about them. And you, John, you, you do a great job. You try to remind me, and then I try to remember when I'm at the beer store which ones you've recommended, and then I forget. And then I pick up a beer, and I say, hey, isn't this a great beer, John? And like, you should try this. And John's like, Paul, I told you about that beer three weeks ago. Yeah. And that's our relationship. And then Paul's like, oh, this beer is number uh, 18. 
I'm going to check it out. And then we're going to be like, yeah, the other 17 have been really good. You should have been drinking it this whole time. Yeah. Uh, I'm drinking from a brewery that John told me about, and we went to together in uh, Meadsville, New York, or Meadsville, PA, not New York. Uh, this is a Voodoo Brewery, and this is a Good Vibes uh, West Coast-style IPA. I was actually down there working in Meadsville, and I'm like, oh, perfect. I'll go to the brewery. I was there on a Tuesday. It is not open on a Tuesday, and I was well, very Well, Paul, upset. I think the problem is you went to Meadsville, New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not Meadsville, PA. That's probably what that's that that's probably did it, you know. It, Paul, Paul's like walking down the street. He's got like growlers in his hand, and he's uh, like, "Where's where's here. the brewery?" And like the old man in the rocking chair on the porch, is like, "You're looking for Meadsville, PA." And then I this say, well, "How far away is there?" New York. And then I say to the old man, "How far away is that?" Well, you can't get there from here. That's what he says. You can't. They shut that trolley down years ago. <laughs> no city boy like you will be able to find it. Yep. yep. And I couldn't find the open brewery because, you know, it wasn't open. And uh, I happened to be working in a, a grocery store down there. And they were selling a voodoo brewery. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. I'll pick up a sampler pack. And then I pulled out the box and I saw the packed on date of like January. They're pre-aged for you, Paul. They yeah. did the work. I'm like, no, I can't do the sampler pack. And I'm like, oh, there's a sampler pack of Erie Brewing Company. I've had a couple of their beers. They were okay. Maybe I'll pick up that. It was like December the previous year. And I'm like, Paul, they super-aged those ones for you. So then I'm like, okay, well, how about this this uh, six-pack of tall boy canners? Four pack of tall boy cans. This was canned on uh, June 1st. Okay, that's not, not bad. Not too bad. It's a West Coast. It's holding up. It's not. It hasn't disappeared. It's cans. Um, pretty decent. Nice. Uh, nice big. Almost piney hit, but it does lean into the tropical, like pineapple kind of trop- tropical in the aftertaste. So I, I'm enjoying the good vibes. I'm here for a good vibe, man, and it's good. The other beer I have from them uh, is a little bit older, though. I'm worried. I'm nervous about it. <clears throat> but I don't need to be nervous about anything because we only got good news to bring to people this week, right? So yeah, let's go out to Pee- the news guy. Herman can only die once. Yeah. Uh, we talked so, about that last week, right? Yes, we did. Okay. Very light week for news, uh, as in I don't have anything. Uh, we don't even have a summer movie blockbuster bracket buster update this week because none of the movies on the list came out. Scratch that because they've all come out except for Blue Beetle, which is coming out this week. So by the time you hear this, uh, Blue Beetle will be about to debut. Uh, so the only thing I have to really add is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem came out last weekend, uh, opened with $28 million, but it's getting really good reviews. It's supposed to be awesome not a huge opening weekend but i think it's still just a case of barbie and oppenheimer eating up everybody's uh lunches still because i was seeing if uh haunted mansion actually had like a bounce back mm-hmm. you know after that first week maybe people are like finally venturing out to see other movies and it's only sitting at like 48 million total like so far so it nothing else has had the same like success as 
Barbie has. Uh, mm-hmm. Barbie already passing a billion dollars at the box office. I'm sure it's probably more than that now. I haven't checked in a couple of days because I don't need to look up any movie numbers. There's only one more movie I need to check up. And i got to wait a week to do it. And then you know, we're going to talk about some brackets, baby. Well, how, how people were saying, oh, this is the Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because of the look and everything. And it seemed like it had good buzz going into the opening. What? How was Elemental doing this week? Like, is it just that their families weren't going to the movies again, and they were? It was only adults going to the movie theater with Oppenheimer and Barbie. It's possible. I mean, down here in Florida, we are officially done with back to school because schools just went back. So it could just mm-hmm. be that final weekend before school starting down south, where people are now like, okay. Fun time's over. Let's start getting ready. Um, I can let you know about. I guess I'm trying to think of what other family friendly movies out in theaters right now. Johnny, you have a kid. Any other family friendly movie out right now? Uh, I know Meg 2 came out and you want to see that with your kid. (laughs) My son doesn't want to see that. Um, uh, there's the, like, uh, Ruby something child Kraken. No, that's, that's already at, uh, it's already, it's on video on DVD. It just hit video on demand, but that was something that it was on the theaters. Um, no, not really. Yeah. I mean, um, I, last weekend Elemental did $1.3 million. So, I mean, not like no money, but. Mm -hmm. It's already been out for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks at this point. So I feel like that was going to be tapering down. I'm just trying to think of like what other movie are you bringing a kid to see other than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now? Like everything's been out. Meg 2, The Trench. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Sound of Freedom. No, probably not. Kids. <laughs> that movie's getting a lot of kids. Places. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, maybe. I mean, that one might be a little bit hard edge, but yeah, I, there's really nothing else that's in like theaters right now that looks like it would be like, oh yeah, like let's take the kids to see this. It would probably be Ninja Turtles or Haunted Mansion, or you know, Spider Verse maybe. Still. Um, I do have I do have some news because um, we talked about it before and we said we didn't have any. But um, Amheiser Bush is um, just sold off eight craft breweries that they owned to the um, largest uh, cannabis uh, company. Um, so the cannabis company ended up buying 10 barrel Red Hook. Widmere, Shock Top, Breckenridge, Blue Point, Square Mile, Mile, Cidery, Highball Energy, Montuck, Sweetwater, Alpine, and Green Flash. Hmm. Um, A few of those I've heard. I've heard of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting that it's a, that's. A, I mean, those are some big breweries. Shock Top's oh, big staple. Breckenridge, Blue Point. Blue, I mean, Blue Point. I always. I haven't had anything for Blue Point in a while, but I always loved the toasted lager. Like that was fantastic. But Breckenridge, I feel like I've probably had something. Vanilla Porter. Within, well, I mean, like within the last year, like I feel yeah. like I've probably had something from them. 
there's another one, Green Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really interesting. Um, that's a lot of big national or almost national craft brands to sell off. And then the fact that it's a um, cannabis company. And I guess this is a, a three-year plan that this company has had to to buy craft breweries and either have them starting to infuse some of their beers with cannabis now that a lot of it is legal in certain places. Um, but I guess they're just so I'm just looking, looking up some of the other breweries that um, Anheuser-Busch owns. And I mean, outside of just like your buds, they still own Bex, Michelob, Landshark, Corona, Elysian, um, Breckenridge is on this list. They sell Rolling Rock, Stella, Goose Island. So what were we talking about before? <laughs> Anheuser-Busch selling oh, off yeah, the brands. Yeah. I mean, they still have enough like marquee brands under their under their flag that I think this is because even some of those ones that you listed, I'd never even heard of like red hook. I think just makes red hook. Like I don't think they have anything else that they're, um, yeah, but, I mean, doing. red hook was a big popular one years ago that is slowly like faded away. 10 barrel actually is an award winning brewery. Um, yeah. Square mile. I hadn't heard of. Highball energy you see in stores around. I don't think I've ever had any. Um, Sweetwater is a pretty huge brewery out of Atlanta. I mean, we get Sweetwater down here, mm-hmm. and we've actually had yeah, we had the sampler two of their pack. sampler packs. Yeah, it's, on the show. it's decent. It's good. Yeah. yeah, decent IPAs. Alpine White, I think, is the big one from Alpine. Mm. And I think Alpine was actually bought by Green Flash, and then Green Flash got bought by. Or sold to AB. So, yeah. I while we were talking about that, I looked up who owns Red Dog Beer because talking about other beers that were like big and then kind of fade. I was like, who owns Red Dog? It's Miller, and apparently they do still make it. So, mm. yeah. well, if you want to lead the pack, you got to run with a Red Dog. What was their tagline? I forget. It was something. Pro- probably that. Red Dog, if you want to be a functioning alcoholic, buy one a day. Red Dog, tastes That's like all, 100 degrees. You only degrees. say that because we used to work with somebody that did that. Yeah, she was a functioning alcoholic. She was a wonderful person. She Mary? was very nice. No, no not Mary. Okay, I was going to say. It's an older lady that was 20 years ago, so who knows if she's alive or not. Yeah. Maybe hmm. things Maybe things change when she couldn't buy Red Dog in this area anymore. Uh, anyway, so we had we had some news, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that'll take us into the list. Yes. Because I, I, the news wasn't long enough for me to finish my beer. I, I don't have a ne- my next beer ready. Oh, I, don't oh, either. So, I mean, I have a little bit left of mine, so we can get through the list and then we can. Throw it over to the next one. But, Paul, what brand new comic book are you looking forward to picking guys. up the first issue of? Oh, guys, this is a Secret Origin issue. The World's Finest Team, Secret Origin. That's right. It's Batman and Superman's World Finest, number 18, coming out from Mark Wade, art by Travis Moore, and a cover by Dan Mora. We love it. Uh, I'm Let's really enjoying it. 
I said, we'd love to see it. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, I, I've been enjoying this book quite a bit. I know I, we brought it to the, I brought it to the table with the look back and then br- I brought it for a trading policy, even though the trade wasn't all the way out yet. And it's, it's been a fun book. It's just really good. It's really good. So I like to see a throwback, like, because it feels like a throwback already. So I want to see them throw it back even further to mm. the first meeting of now, Paul, if they're treating it like a throwback, but they're wearing kind of more updated costumes, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a bitch ass problem with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I won't know what timeline it's taking place in. Oh, it's the the Kelvin timeline, actually. Oh, darn Star Trek. <sighs> Sorry, my chair is squeaking. I was repositioning because my legs falling asleep. Oh no! Maybe maybe you can get your leg excited by telling it what comic you're buying this week. Yeah, uh, I am looking forward to a new number one coming out, and this Tell is coming out leg. from Dynamite Entertainment, and this is actually going to be probably <laughs> my uh, pick for the monthly look back for August. We'll we'll see how I feel about it once I read it, and if anything else kind of jumps out at me. But this is actually going to be Disney villains. Hades number one. Uh, Dynamite's actually been doing a bunch of these villain, like related villain spinoff books, however you want to refer to it. They're doing a Scar book from The Lion King. They're doing Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Hades is one of my all-time favorite villains, though. I picked up the Scar book. It was okay. It's kind of like a Lion King prequel. It's showing how he just becomes jaded. I didn't check out the Maleficent one, but I love me some Hades. I figured I would check this one out. This one is being written by Elliot Kalan, art by Alessandro Rinaldi. And Elliot Kalan actually is the writer of a book we read, I believe, last year or might have been the year before. Uh, Maniac of New York. Oh, okay. Oh. The, the one about the slasher that people are just like, eh, what are you going to do? There's a slasher. Um, I also didn't know he's a Daily Show writer. So having him on this kind of over-the-top, fun villain character from Disney's animated classic Hercules sounds great. Uh, The plot for this book is Hades doesn't get invited to the uh, weekly brunch at Mount Olympus. So he puts together his own dirty dozen of mythological heroes from uh, Greek myth to uh, help him steal the fleece. The Golden Fleece before uh, the gods send Jason and his Argonauts to get it. Mm. So it sounds sounds kind of fun. I think it's worth checking out the first issue. Um, And I'll I'll report back if it's something that's going to stay on the list for look back or if, you know, maybe we'll pass it by. But it's by Dynamite. So Dynamite. So when does Vampirella show up? Um, maybe, maybe issue number 18. Okay. This doesn't say John. Uh, I am looking forward to a new number one from image comics. And that book is called the call. Uh, this has a, something is killing the children horror vibe mixed with the Goonies style adventure as five friends set off to shoot a short film on the forbidden rock near their home the summer before they all go their separate ways. But that's not really why they're there. One of them has lied. 
And it's a lie that will change their lives forever. Uh, and this. <clears throat> so that was all tagline. You didn't come up with like Goonies vibe. Nope. And the something killing the children. Nope. It's all... all in there. Because I haven't read the book, Paul. Book, right. book comes out the 16th. Right. Uh, but, like a preview. Uh, but this is written by Kelly Thompson. Art by Mattia de Ulisse. Um, yeah. And it sounded fun. And there wasn't a lot of other things super interesting coming out uh, this week. So, The Cull. The Cull. Uh, this actually sounds really cool. And after you sent me the solicitation for it, I sent it to Yanni because I think this is something that kind of sounds up her alley. She is rereading Something is Killing the Children, Volume 2, because she was just able to find Volume 3 at the comic book store after looking for it for months. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, new book in the same vein. Yeah. I as well get on that one, too. Sounds good. You know what else sounds good? A dramatic reading. Oh, I was going to say another beer. We always do the dramatic reading. Do we? Or the do beer. we always ask what we do next? We, we always argue about this. And now, a dramatic reading from Batman 89, number one. Page five, panel four. Uh, take it on home. Try it on. Think it over. Maybe this will help you decide. And that was a dramatic reading from the voice Chris used earlier <laughs> when talking about Meadsville, PA. For Batman 89, number one, page five, panel four. I had fun doing the voice. I just wanted to bring it back. <laughs> okay, now we talk about the beer, right? Now we talk yeah. about the beer. Okay. Uh, and Paul, what's your old ass beer? I'm holding off until beer three. I'm just having two tonight. So, go. But Chris is very excited to talk about the beer. He wanted to talk about the beer, so I say we let him wait and let John talk about his beer. See what I did there? Yeah. The build up in the old switcheroo. Yeah. Uh, Sierra Nevada put out a mix pack of fan favorite beers that they're bringing back. And one of those beers, and it was a beer that I used to love from them, was Ruthless Rye. Mm. Their, oh, wow, I forgot about that beer. <laughs> their Rye IPA. 6.6%. Uh, and this beer is good. This actually was packaged uh, back in April. So that might be why this Ruthless Rye is lacking um, I expected to be big, punchy, bitter rye, um, and it's very smooth. There's not a lot of flavor to it at all. Um, so a little bit of a letdown, but now that I see that it is four months old, could be where that is is lacking, but you would think it would be able to hold up a little bit. Yeah, but a little disappointed by it. <clears throat> Not gonna lie. I'm sorry, buddy. You don't need to lie to us. I hope you I hope you win it. Chris hope I, you hope I win it? He no, hopes I, you I, win it. I hope you wouldn't lie to us. Hope you win it. Oh wouldn't. Because yeah. you don't need to lie to us. So I, I honestly thought you said, I hope you win. And I was like, Paul didn't listen to anything I just said. <laughs> 
That's true most of the time, John, but not this time. Chris. Yes. What are you uh, drinking? My next beer from <clears throat> Unseen Creatures is the Eternal, and this is an American lager. Four percent. Their can art's gorgeous, by the way. I didn't show you the other one. Uh, this one's nice got like this can. cool owl that's got like antlers growing out of his head, and there's like wildflowers growing in the antlers. Uh, the other can, still next to me here, has this really bitchin' like skull with snakes popping out of it, and there's like whoa, like bones behind him. Four uh, percent American lager. Nice. This is really light, really crushable. If it was a little bit cooler, I would say it's crispy even. Um, if we hadn't already done our 4th of July shotgun of beer for uh, America, I would say this would be the perfect beer to do it because it just goes down really quick, really easy. Like This is very nice, which is perfect for uh, living in Florida right now because the temperature has been absolutely ridiculous lately. Um it's been in like the 90s every single day, but then the heat index, it feels like it's 112. Outside. Right now, it's 838 at night as of our recording this. It's still 88 degrees outside. Um, and tomorrow's temperature is also looking to break records again. So you need beers like this to help get you through through your day. But how's the humidity? Oh, it's terrible. It's like walking in it, soup. It feels like the air is mad at you as soon as you walk outside from anywhere. Like, as soon as I step outside my door, whether it's to go to work, go shopping, whatever, I just let out an audible, like, ugh, because it's hell until I get to my car. And then when I get my car, it's even worse because it's basically an oven until I get the AC going. It's horrible. Horrible. I'm like the other day I went to go do laundry at the laundry center at my apartment complex. The five minutes it took me to walk there, switch stuff around and walk back. I was literally dripping sweat. It was disgusting. Let's not talk about Florida anymore, boys. It's not. No, it's not. Let's talk about our main topic. This is Chris, baby. This is a me baby. Uh, so like I said, up at the front of the show, it's time for one of our team building exercises where we're going to do kind of a round robin draft a team. Mm. Um, this one in celebration of the dawn of DC, DC Comics, refocusing on some of the lesser known, lesser publicized, newer generation of heroes, uh, which I love in theory. I just think it's funny that they start doing this and then all of a sudden they're like, Night terrors. It's dark. It's gritty. It's horror. And then you're like, but then also you have these like super bright, hopeful books coming out. So I almost feel like there was a publishing problem where they wanted to have Dawn of DC going for almost a year with all the books and then do night terrors for the summertime event and something pushed back Dawn of DC. Because Donna DC has been like so sporadic with what is and what isn't Donna DC. Like it started with Superman, and then finally Batman got on board. Wonder Woman took a while. Green Lan- or Green Arrow now is there. Green Arrow like had three issues come out. Green Lantern had two because all of that stuff's being supplanted by the Night Terrors yeah. versions of the books too. So I did see those uh, solicitations coming out, and I want to say. October or November 
And now it's like, okay, Shazam number four coming out. It's like, Billy's got a problem with Achilles. It's like, all right, so they are going to be continuing on with the stories that they're leaving off on. So maybe they're just doing this to get a bunch of issues under their under their belt so stuff can just kind of come out more regular. I don't know. But I figured this would be a fun framework to yeah. build our teams in. So I've always liked when we've done – the team building stuff, or we did um, uh, picking our teachers for the Xavier school and the classes they would teach. Like, I always think it's fun when we get to, to do this. And I believe that did we actually do that as an episode or was that something we were doing after the episode? And we no, just we did that recording. Oh, that no, OK. Episode. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. It was like something we started talking about post and then and then we're like, guys, it's an episode. Next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the only only rules we're trying to be, like I said, younger, newer, less focused on heroes. Um, our teams are going to have five members, and then we're going to pick an antagonist for that team. Um, I just want to see who you guys pick, and then I'm going to build my team based around that, because I have archetypes for my team. Okay. And it just depends on who you guys don't pick. And then I'm going to start my team based off of who I still have available. Because I have one, two, three, four, five different team archetypes that I can weave my way in, depending on who's on the field. Excuse me. Clickups. I didn't think that I needed to pick uh, young uh, heroes. Uh, but there is something over at DC that has been happening for a while now. That I haven't been enjoying. It's happened. It, I, it's really. No, it was really noticeable with the Batman books, and then it's happened with some of the other heroes too, where all the millionaire, billionaire characters, heroes suddenly had to lose their fortunes. Mm. And I, I didn't like. I, I haven't liked that. I don't like that story. So my team is kind of a, a, a team in response to that, and uh, I kind of came up with a storyline in my mind, and these characters kind of fell into place. So these might not be young, hip characters from the dawn of DC, but they're in a response to what DC was doing prior to the dawn of DC. So hopefully that that still fits your mold, Chris. I didn't read that in the doc. I just took dawn of DC super team, and this is where this is where I went with it. Yeah. Well, why don't you uh, tell us where you're going with your first pick? Well, it all starts. With an IRS agent that notices some irregularities. No, uh, uh, man, he could pick the uh, the WWF wrestler, the IRSA agent. <laughs> uh, it actually all starts with a a plane going missing, a new uh, prototype jet going missing from Carol, Carol Ferris's uh, airline, Ferris Airlines, uh, and it goes missing, of course. Over, well, I'm going to kick, pick Carol Ferris, and I'll let you know where it goes missing over it, because that'll tie in to my next team member. But mm-hmm. Carol Ferris, bright, smart, owner of basically Boeing Jets over in DC Universe. I get a lot of cool then promotional tie-ins. I don't need to pick the characters, but I'm going to have, you know, Green mm-hmm. Lantern is going to show up. Hal Jordan's going to show up. You know this. So, and then he can get all those... You know, all the Green Lanterns, you know, hanging out because everybody has a relationship with Carol Ferris from the Green Lantern Corps. But I don't need to pick them for my book. But they can be guest stars. That's all I'm saying. 
So Carol Ferris, and it, I, I kind of want to do uh, do a more grounded look at uh, the business operations in the DCU. Maybe <laughs> I'm the only one, but that's yeah, where this yeah, book yes. is going, guys. That's, I like what the Paul was, was, was like, uh, you guys are going to pick my characters. I know it beforehand. <laughs> uh, I... Didn't pick. I have a couple younger people on my team, but I was looking at this as characters that don't get a lot of love. <clears throat> like Paul, I have a little bit of a storyline to go with this, and um, we have uh, some LexCorp scientists and former scientists who have uh, some have gone missing and some have turned up murdered and it poses a question that renee montoya has to put her mask back on to try to solve who's killing these lexcor scientists she was definitely a character that i was like if i john's gonna pick her i'm just gonna leave her off the team because I'm like, okay, she would be the interesting one to, that, that you know that is following these clues and actually brings the team together. But I'm going to do it more organically. Hmm. See, I was going to do um, Carol Ferris. Yes, I was oh. thinking about doing regular, um, regular uh, um, Vic. Uh, is it oh. Vic Vic Savage question? Um, but I was like, oh, I. Sage, yeah. Uh, Renee was one of those characters that like kind of grew up into that character. You had that miniseries. She was popping in and out of um, Batwoman. And I was like, you know, I want to pay some respect to her and have her as the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I loved her in the question during the uh, 52 event. I mean, forever ago. So and not... Not as out there of a pick as you might think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Me. All right. Um, Basically, anyone that I was thinking about picking is still on the table. So uh, my first pick is a character that I absolutely love and adore. Um, He had a miniseries come out within this past year. He was also a marquee character in the uh, Sean Gordon Murphy Batman the White Knight. Uh, he's finally got that programming out of his head. He's on the path to recovery. He's walking the way of the Lord, guys, because this is going to be Azrael, the Avenging Angel. He's got his flaming sword. He's got his big hood. He's got gauntlets on that shoot things. Could be love and affection. You know, he's trying to be a better person. His name is Earl. Um, I don't know. I got. I love me some Azrael. I got an action figure of him. Somewhere on my entertainment center. It's on this shelf. You can't see. It's too far away. But you know what? I was happy that we got the miniseries. I was happy that the miniseries was good. And I think Jean Paul Valley is ready to come back and be part of a team. Yeah. So, Paul, where do we oh, go next? Team. Okay. No. Oh, <laughs> you, you might find out by the time we get to the end of this. All right. Well, Carol Ferris's prototype uh, plane, that's, you know, super secret. Big, uh, big government contract, defense of uh, Department of uh, Defense, DOD is a, a part of it. Uh, you know, she's doing contract work for the government, and it uh, disappears, strangely enough, 
over uh, the same island that Green Arrow originally, that Oliver Queen went missing all those years ago. That's right. And uh, since then, Oliver Queen, with his big company, you know, uh, Queen Enterprises, had purchased that island. Why did he purchase it? You know, just because he, why not? He's got billions of he's dollars. Got billions of dollars. And maybe he's doing his own, you know, does goes back to do training to brush up on his skills whenever he feels like he's uh, being too weighed down by the modern world and just wants to get back to, like, hone that primal, like, uh, archer, you know, that na- going back to uh, nature with to do his archery. And uh, that's, yeah, it begins to call into question uh, these big government agencies like, hey, this plane went missing over this billionaire's like island. Are they in cahoots together? They seem to know each other pretty well. Like, why would these two, you know, other than being big, uh, big, uh, big billionaires, be running in the same circle? So it's not like uh, Green Arrow with uh, Queen Enterprises is doing airplane stuff. Who else is on the manifests? Yeah, on these planes is what I want to know. Yeah, like what else went missing? Like this, this was some top, top secret uh, spy craft, uh, spy, spy plane kind of stuff. So this is why I'm not a comic book writer, guess. But mm. that's that's my bullet point there. So that's, Oliver that's Queen's our... your second pick. Yes. No, the island's the second. Oh, the oh. island's second. <laughs> no. Green Olive, Green Arrow, Oliver, Green Queen. Oliver, Green Oliver Queen. <laughs> From Meadsville, New York. This is my second pick. John. So the question is looking into these murders. Mm-hmm. And she f- hit a wall with LexCorp. Mm-hmm. She can't get in. Too technologically advanced. And you know what? It'd be great to have another detective on this with her. Mm-hmm. And she functions in Gotham, and she knows a kid named Tim Drake, who is Robin, who's someone who can get past these firewalls put up by LexCorp, who could hack the system, and who also is a great detective himself. She pulls him in, and the two of them start working and trying to solve who's killing these LexCorp scientists. Probably whoever is stealing these planes from Carol Ferris. Probably the islands. The islands doing it. Oh, Paul, you've just created Lost. (laughs) Damn. Knew I never needed to see that show. You do. It's so good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) My turn. I have long loved this character, and she's been absent from comic books for a while. I think she's definitely due for... A return. Um, I want to say like she should have popped up in uh, the Leviathan event. It seems like it would have been something that's perfect for her. But I'm going to go street level. I'm getting the Manhunter. This is defense attorney Kate Spencer. Uh, she's there to rake all of that muck. She's not a journalist, but she gets down and dirty in it. Um, She's a DS. This, this character needs to come back. I don't know why someone hasn't brought her back. I mean, yes, very thinly veiled allegory for Daredevil, just in 
the DC universe. She's really interesting, just using the old heroes, like, technology, just doing what she can to take out these criminals that she cannot take down in the court of law. So I'm going Manhunter. Uh, she was my alternate for Robin, if somebody uh-huh. picked Tim Drake. Interesting. Would not have known that. Paul. All right. I'm surprised you're not picking twice and we go in reverse order. I... None of it matters. We can just keep circling. Well, the thing is, as we dig deeper in, we notice that uh, something was around the plane right before it went missing. And that seemed to be T-spheres. T-sphere technology. That's right. We're bringing in Mr. Terrific because he's caught up in this whole uh, whole mystery as well now. Because it seems like his technology was used in order to uh, hijack this this plane so now we got a person that you know mr terrific did sell uh michael did sell off his company holt enterprises to wayne corp way back in the day uh but it seems recently that wayne corp you know with it being broke you know uh but is it under the management like bruce wayne doesn't have the money but lucius fox does i don't even know anymore but uh I'm going to say for for in my book that uh, that Michael Holt has gone back to repurchase his division from back from Wayne Corp since Bruce Wayne is no longer actually running the company. He, he was fine with it before, but he's recently taken it over. And during this transition, it seems like some of his you know uh, technology that was kept under wraps by Bruce Wayne when it was part of Wayne Corp has now gone out and it seems like it's been used for nefarious means by who we'll have to wait until we get the villain to see. Who. Batman, Batman's the villain. <laughs> no, not Batman. Um, so while Tim Drake is researching and trying to go through this, He's found a connection between a couple of the scientists. They've all worked with a fellow scientist, Dr. John Henry Irons. So they go to question Steele, the man himself. And he joins the team in search of trying to figure out who's killed a couple of his friends. Hmm. I think he would have been working the case before they showed up. And now... They can both share notes because Steel wanted just like, oh, said, like oh, my friend oh, you did. got notes for me <laughs> with your goddamn fucking island over there. <laughs> yeah, I got notes. We're friends. <laughs> we have notes for each other. <laughs> what we do? We yes and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris. All right. So I know what you're saying. What's your island Chris, murder? Where's your island murder? You got, where's he, what's your island? Yeah. Uh, I don't have any. Where's your island murder is like my favorite thing you've ever said, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's been some great ones. I don't know, but I really like But it was such a throwaway thing. Yeah, where's your island murder, Chris? That's all about your favorite things for me. Is I th- say stuff that is a throwaway line. Most of my lines are throwaway. But Chris, 
What are yeah. we? What should we be asking ourselves? Where's your superpowers in here? Everybody you got is just very street level so far, and it's because I haven't gotten to my man. Looks like a homeless person. He's wearing that suit of souls. Because mm-hmm. I'm going with Ragman. Where the hell has he been? I'd like to know. Again, he's probably sleeping in an alley somewhere. Because he's the Ragman. He was much like Renee Montoya. He was. He, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I would like to bring that character back, this character back, but I couldn't like think of a good way to. I didn't have a good theme, a good uh, storyline. Mm. And then once I got this stupid mm. story. He's after the people, billionaire's money. Yeah, with the billionaire people. I'm He's like, one oh, of the people on the island. This is what I want. And then I couldn't work them in to the team. Just, just Regman doesn't work. But Regman, the, the, the suit wearer of souls. Or the soul wearer. I don't know. The, what's your murder island? Yeah. <laughs> So he's on the team to do what? What? what why is, is like I have somebody that's got some superpowers on there. Yeah, he, I always he was a character that like created in like the nineties that you're like, oh, that's such a cool character, and then you never really read anything with him, and then um, um, he formed the team with Detective Chimp and those yeah. those characters like yeah, the Avengers, the Avengers stuff, and it was like, <laughs> oh man. This guy's going to have his own series. This is going to be great. And then nothing. I'm all in on Ragman. And then you were because he was in those miniseries. Yeah, he's in the miniseries. It was great. And then the nothing. thing with uh, Ragman, though, it, it does seem like a pitch for the character that is like, hey, you know, we got Katana, right? Yeah. Awesome. She has a sword that like steals the souls of people. Yeah. It's really cool. How about we do a homeless man? I see where you're going. Where his wrecks, yeah, are the souls, yeah, of his victims. Wow. Yeah. Katana, but rags. Instead of a cool sword. <laughs> It'll be a real rags to riches type story, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Good old rag time that we're going to have with him. We were just riffing and it wasn't good. Okay. That's fine. I'm back now. You can stop and you can you can get back to it. I had to get my next beer, guys. Come on. Yeah. Um, I would go get mine, but I have to like focus throughout the whole thing of what Paul says, and then at the end go. So your character is this? Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll be quick here. So we got a, you a team, quick. team of uh, CEOs right now. They're all CEOs, billionaires, but there is new money out there. Everybody, influencers. And who's a bigger influence, bigger superstar? Who is a DC universe keeping up with more than anyone else? That's Vixen, supermodel, trendsetter, mm. global phenomenon, superhero. Vixen. And there's somebody out there sabotaging her brand as well. How does it fit in? We don't know. But, you know, we got to throw some new money out there, you know, not just the old money, because this is Dawn of DC. This is young. <laughs> and I could see Vixen being played like a uh, like a new influencer. You know, a, a Mr. Beast, if you will. Has but has she ever just, been to this island before? None. Does 
the plane disappears over the island. The story doesn't really take place on the island. Mm. It, because it was a convenient. Whatever happens on the island is a secret. But they know like who's but every coming and going from the islands. Secret island. Everything you hear in the in uh, True American is a lie. So it's true. Interesting. Yeah. So, but you, you think? But I'm thinking keeping up with the Kardashians kind of level kind of thing. But Vixen. But just Vixen. Think it's. Also, because I really like Animal Man, but she also fits that kind of same power suit, Bill. And I, I think she gets short shrift. I think she could be a lot better. I've always enjoyed her on a team when she's shown up on teams. I even enjoyed her on the uh, Justice League cartoon. So, Yeah, she's always very interesting on that. Um, interesting. interesting. And when I was thinking about, uh, you know, the, the moneyed people of the DC universe. So she, I mean, they would all be coming and going from this island and... Again, MacGuffin. <laughs> the MacGuffin is the island. It's the island. Okay. But you because everybody so wants to know about the island. You talked so much about the island that I thought the island was a really, really big part of this. It is. I actually thought the island was your next character, but it's Oliver Queen. But it's really that would be the a, a, a Paul pick. Like <laughs> the the real treasure was the island all along, kind of. Yeah. But John. I'm drinking a beer, and you can go get your beer. <laughs> All right, I'll go get my next well, beer. Chris talks about his beer, because he's going to talk about his beer now. Yeah. Uh, my third and final beer from Unseen Creatures is The Child. And this is a 7% uh, ABV IPA. It's got a really gorgeous-looking mm. like Phoenix? Phoenix on it. Like Their can art is fantastic, and it's to the point where I do want to look up who does – their artwork if it's like a rotating series of mm-hmm. artists or what but excuse me a little bit of um air escaping from my lungs right now um this is a really nice light ip i'm trying to place what the hops are and i can't so i might look it up while i'm filling the space but this is really good like it's a little bit more east East Coasty, it's not super piney. It's definitely a little bit more fruit forward, flavorful, very bright, nice little citrus pop to it. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Paul, you were you were holding out on us with this third beer. So what you got? Oh yeah, my second and last beer is Big Black Voodoo Daddy. This is a Russian Ooh. style Imperial Stout, 12% ABV. Is why I'm only doing two tonight. <clears throat> um, the first one was 7.6, I believe. So, you know, two bigger boys. Definitely not Sessions. Nowhere in the realm of being a Session. Uh, this Never. was canned back in October 19th of 2022. So, a little scared. I was a little scared. But this is this is fine. It's holding up. It's got a, a, a subtle sweetness, which might be it turning a little bit. Um, not a big malt, but a, like a, not a... But it's good. It's a little bit of vanilla. It's a nice, smooth drinking, easy drinking uh, Imperial Russian Imperial Stout. Nice. Uh, when I pulled up this beer on Untapped, it doesn't say it on the can, but it's definitely classified as a New England hazy IPA. Uh, and their official line for it is this juice bomb hopped with Citra and Idaho 7 
uh, bursts with melon and tons of tropical fruit flavor. So, yeah. I don't know what Idaho 7 hops are, but I like them. Sean, have you had time to get into your beer? Yes. It's from Sierra Nevada. It's from Sierra Nevada. And this is Flipside, their red IPA. Uh, This is the one, if you remember, it's got like the Mm -hmm. big tree on it. Mm. Um, And this this is holding up. This has those sweet malts, the bitter hops, um, really balanced. This this is holding up. I'm really let down by the rye, but this is making up for it. Rye wasn't ruthless enough for you. No, but this is a really nice red IPA. Sweet malts, bitter hops, working well together. Who would work well on your team, though, John? Well, they've got they got steel on board. Mm-hmm. And steel also knows some things, but it seems like these characters were definitely killed. The, the scientists were definitely killed by somebody with superpowers. And there's a character that they've all all of these, well, let's say four scientists have, were all working on at one time. And that was Elemental Girl, the female version of Metamorpho that was introduced, I think, in the the newspaper. OK, yeah, uh, the uh, weekly weekly yeah, comics, weekly comics, Wednesday, Wednesday comics. So they track her down and she ends up helping out the team and she's not the killer. Mm. Good, mm. good, good. I would I would hope not. No. Interesting. But Elemental Girl. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. The character that I have not thought about since Wednesday Comics. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. Um, I was looking I, up characters created by scientists mm-hmm. to help. And uh, she popped up and it's like, oh, yeah, I remember her. Uh, she actually appears in one of the volumes of the Neil Gaiman Sandman. Like, she's a character... And there, I just don't remember which volume or which story it is, but it's it's a very sad story where she's kind of like a reckless stuck inside. I'll I'll text it to you guys afterwards if you if you need some more Element Girl. But guys, my next pick is a character that I haven't seen pop up in anything for a while, and I actually had to look up where she's been uh, because I'm going to go with one of the former heads of Checkmate. And this is Sasha Bordeaux. She was once mm. the uh, the Black Queen in here. Uh, she hasn't been in DC Comics since Final Crisis, which is kind of a surprise because she was such a big part of the uh, Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne murderer, Bruce Wayne fugitive line, because she was assigned to be Bruce Wayne's bodyguard. And out of necessity, he kind of let her in the fact that, like, no, like, I'm not just disappearing and doing weird things at night. I'm, I'm the Batman. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Um, I think a character that really hasn't done a lot that I would like to see come back on. She had a romantic interest in one of Paul's characters with Mr. Terrific. Last time she was seen, she actually was infected with the OMAC virus and all of her biological processes shut down and she became more 
machine than human. And I think that would be a really interesting technical aspect to my team because I don't have like a tech hero on here really. So uh, that's my my pick, Sasha Bordeaux. And everybody's going with uh, tech heroes. You know, we got Steel over there with John. You got you to have a tech guy. You got to have a tech guy. I'm going to I'm going to bring a tech guy right now and uh, also a CEO. Ted Core, uh, or Cord Cord Enterprises, I forget what what his name the name of his company was because he also sold it off to Bruce Wayne back in the day, but now he's come back. He's come back to is he back from the dead? Was he just missing? Who Wait, knows? Didn't, didn't somebody kill him? Because this is Ted Core. I, I mean, I think that would be a really interesting wrinkle to your book too, if yeah. he had been like found dead at some point and it was just like. Did he kill himself, or he do was, you think it was like the people in the prison maybe did it? Ted Cord, you know, famously died during the uh, run-up to Infinite Crisis, during the countdown to Infinite Crisis. How is he back? How how did this division of uh, Bruce has he, Tech uh, wait, been Has he ever off? been to the island? He might have been to a different island, though. A different island? Two yeah, islands. The Lazarus Pit. But who would have stole his body and brought him there? That's the question for big, the next round, questions. guys. And who big, would be manipulating all have... these things together to to be spinning things pieces off of Bruce Wayne's uh, Wayne Enterprises? Why is he trying to? What what is happening? What kind see, of corporate espionage is happening here? What's, what's he hiding there? Who would who would be doing does, this? Who would does have brought Ted back Cord Ted? or Oliver Queen have like? a significant other that's also like embroiled in this and is like being charged with maybe like some other shady stuff, some embezzlement or something like that. No, no, maybe like trafficking or who benefits by Ted cord, not being shot and killed Who Mm -hmm. benefits who, Mm -hmm. who can redeem themselves in the public eye. They all sound terrible. The 1%, they're all terrible. CEO. I think Ted himself. Well, yeah, it does benefit from not dying. Yeah, <laughs> very true. John, who's your uh, final team member here? My final team member, Elemental Girls in Workout. So they find another superhero created in a lab. And this one who has been around a little bit longer but hasn't been seen for quite a while, and that is Captain Adam. Oh, Again, that's who I thought you were going with <clears throat> before you said Elemental Girl, last or Elemental Girl. I'm like, oh yeah, Captain Adam, yeah. Uh, and he knows some big clues that he's going to drop to help figure out who has been doing this and who the villain of this book is dun 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 interesting interesting all right back to me my final pick i do not have a big powerhouse on my team i realize this now mm-hmm. it's uh, only once so you want it's, it's, it's big it's crap. i know i gotta i gotta go big i gotta go Someone with like some <laughs> ha, 
some overwhelming powers. That's a good, good though, Paul. Um, who better than the overwhelming personification of vengeance himself? I'm going to go with the Spectre. Uh, I'm going to be going with the Detective Crispus Allen mm. version. Um, the detective from the GCPD that was uh, killed in the line of duty in the Gotham Central comic book. Um, I, I like that version of him more than like the Hell Jordan or the Jim Corrigan one. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be going with the Spectre. Hmm. You're going very mystic right now. You got, you got the mean, red man, you got the Spectre. Kind of a little mystic. I mean, well, you know, I, I dip my toes up. into my, my street level. I got my mystic. I got my tech. Got my, my basis. <clears throat> As if you guys couldn't tell, my main villain for the story is, of course, Maxwell Lord. Uh, I thought you going to say Booster Gold. Oh. So it's a good I guy. love that Paul, Paul, before this, you're like, oh, I really hope you guys don't pick my characters. <laughs> They're so obvious. Well, no, I was afraid that Green Arrow would have been picked. Blue Beetle, Ted Cord. You guys love Blue Beetle. You guys love Green Arrow. I do like both those characters. I picked Carol Ferris because I thought Green Lantern, like Hal Jordan, would have went. But I also wanted Carol Ferris to be that grounded human, like reader point of view, but I'll, and also be able to focus on the books. And Maxwell Lord, uh, I think is a great villain. Like he's he's had his spotlight in the extended universe stuff. He he was the main villain over in Supergirl on CBS and then the CW. Um, and Wonder Woman too. Oh oh yeah, in the Wonder Woman 1984, 1989. What was the name of that movie? 1984? Mm. I think so. Uh, yeah, Maxwell Lord. And he, he is the one that, of course, brought Blue Beetle back. And that's where it all kind of unravels, where he's he's trying to manipulate everything in order to uh, frame, you know, uh, Ferris Airlines and also Queen, uh, Queen Corp or Queen Enterprises. He, he's trying to then you know, bring back Ted in a way that he's his friend. Forget that I shot you and, you know, was doing the OMAC project and try to manipulate it behind the scenes and then like steal away secrets as they're being transferred back over from Wayne Enterprises to uh, their original quote unquote owners that are buying them back um, and, and gain more power that way. And he has a secret base on the island? Of course he does. Yes, figured it out way too soon. Of course he has a secret base on the island. Why didn't I think of that? That's why I'm not a comic book writer. Of course <laughs> he has a secret base there. Mm. Mm. At any point, Paul, was it clear what I was trying to do? No. I have no idea what you're doing. John, after I told you what I was trying to do, were you like, oh, that's that's what he's talking about? Or was it just too obtuse? But you didn't pick your villain yet. We're going through and picking our villain. No, I know, but I'm I'm asking John a oh. question about something unrelated, but it ties into what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, because you guys are all like they're with well, having. No. Wait, uh? I'm talking about what I was trying to do with Paul. I sent you a text message. Oh about yeah, 
Do you want to read, Paul, the text message that I sent you? What? Oh, okay. You were doing something to me? Yes. This whole time? And apparently it wasn't obvious or you didn't pick up on it. But no, I, that's why I was asking John if he knew what I was doing. I was before trying I to yes him this whole time, too. Uh, I'm trying to get Paul to say Oliver Queen is the Jeffrey Epstein in the DC Comics. No? Paul, we kept talking about the island. What's going on on this island? Who's coming and going? There's manifests. Is anything else happening? Nobody knows? Ooh, it'd be weird if he disappeared and died in prison. I was... I was sad he didn't pull on that thread. Um, but it's fine. John, you need to give your villain. Uh, my villain is the once hero, Aztec. Character Ooh. you don't really remember, uh, but a character who was a superhero that was created by Lex Luthor in his Q society. Is Aztec spelled <laughs> I was with about a K? to be like, I can't no, remember. it was Grant Morrison. Yeah. It's Grant, it, is, it is Grant Morrison. <laughs> I was like, yeah, created by Grant Morrison. Which sock version? I don't know. Right? Um, <laughs> it is... Uh, Aztec with a K, yes. Okay. Um, but this character raised to think that he was being a superhero, but ultimately everything he was using was created by a villain to get in uh, get information on other superheroes. Um, they thought that he gave his life during um, World War Three, but one of his one of his items that he has is a four-dimensional mirror that he's been trapped in. He's finally breaking loose. So Grant Morrison. <laughs> uh, and in doing so, uh, has caused him to go crazy, and he's been hunting down all the people who had something to do with his creation and who lied to him. The scientists who created his tech. And he's going after Lex Luthor when our team shows up to stop him. Hmm. I mean, he's just killed random scientists instead, accidentally, or no? He killed the scientists that worked on his project. Oh, okay. Who helped Sorry, create him? It's a nice. Frankenstein monster type thing. Yeah, and it's a character that people are like, hell yeah, Aztec. Spelled with a K, right? I don't remember anything really about him, but okay, he's the bad guy. All right. And that's how we get love by things. Because <laughs> that was the Manhunter. That was like, oh, yeah, the original Manhunter. That was the original Manhunter. So I'm surprised uh, Kate Spencer wasn't in it. Um, so They showed her, right? She was yeah. in one of those. She was in a couple panels. Yeah, she was uh, She was there in the room with the when the building was exploded. She, oh. was, dis- she was also... When the detectives there, like, casing the scene? Yeah, it was like Lois Lane, her, John Constantine, all those crazy, crazy dudes. Uh, I almost thought about putting John Constantine on my team, but that's when I made the decision to go with Ragman, uh, because that also kind of ties into my overarching theme. Ooh, I'm excited to hear about it. Because I didn't want to give away too much, because this is the twist for mine, uh, because strange things are afoot in Gotham City. Because it appears Batman is behind some heinous crimes running through the streets. So it's a group of people who know of Batman or know him the best. 
uh, between like Azrael, Sasha Bordeaux, then the Spectre, Fragment, and Manhunter. Because it turns out it's not Batman causing these crimes. It's actually Prometheus in the guise of Batman. Mm. Not in the guise, but appearing as Batman. Just, you know, Prometheus hasn't really done anything ever. Also a villain created by Grant Morrison. <laughs> uh, but he's basically the antithetical Batman. And I would love to see a team of people going up against him, assuming that they're going up against Batman, but then it turns out, no, it's someone worse. So, the archetype for this team is Outcasts Gotham. Outcast Gotham, nice. And I have my uh, cast as CEO billionaires. Oh, oh. Also, um, we didn't really discuss this, but if this book had a title, this would be Batman versus the Outsiders. Does mm-hmm. it Previously, it's been Batman and the Outsiders, but this would be a new Outsiders team going up against Batman. Twist, it's not. I was going to say, when you said Ezreal is your leader, I was like, oh, it could be like an uh, Outsiders team, which makes sense. You got it. Where's my Geoforce? Man, if I had the answer to that question, I would be a rich man. Also, if I had the answer to the question, where's your island murder? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, my book's name would be Question Inc. Mm. Ink with a K? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how he, she draws up all her maps is with an ink pen. Paul, what's your what was your book? I'm thinking, uh, thinking maybe something simple like. It's not the islands. <laughs> that would have been a good title. Uh, Millionaires Murders Row. But that's a little long, so I'm thinking it's just D- going to be DCEO. DOA Dead on Arrival CEO. No, just DCEO. I got it. Lolita Express. No. Or, uh, come on. Like, at it's, no point. It's like, not an Epstein it's thing. talking about Epstein. No? You're the only one, and you did it on a text message. Listener, listener, if you saw where I was going with my questions for Paul regarding the island and what was going on, let me know, please. I don't want to end it there. <laughs> <laughs> Who would? Um, not me. Um, listener, let me know. If you if you picked up on that, though, you're like, Oh, that that sassy Chris. No, nobody's aware what's going on. Um, emails your teams over at baggingboardcast at gmail.com. Comment on any of the social media posts before this episode. If these are one of the books that you would want to check out and read. Uh, that was the dawn of DC. I mean, like Paul said, these books have been a long time coming. They're still starting up in some cases. Um, and remember, listeners, uh, just like it said in our episode, Doc, it is team building exercise, new DC super team for Dawn of DC, five members plus villain. That's oh, all you Paul, got. you're on the dock right now. I can see you looking at that, it. That's that's all you got to go with. So if you want new young young superheroes, you can. I I don't feel like Chris even uh, held himself to that. No, well, it didn't necessarily say young, but it's a focus on like the newer generation, okay. which. 
could be read as young, could be read as like more recently created and or not yet focused on. I mean, again, Shazam's a Dawn of DC book, Hot Girls a Dawn of DC book. These are characters that are known and like not surprises at all. Okay. But hey, listener, stay tuned for next week because we're going to be doing our uh, Bang Broadcast Summer Movie Blockbuster Bracket Buster Episode Five: The Buster Strikes Bracket Results Episode. Ooh. We're going to have our final numbers. We're going to have a winner. What's my over under? Is it three points? How many matchups did I get? What? what? I, I definitely well, think I'm the loser this time around. If I got, I'd be happy if I got five to six right. Anything more than that, gravy at this point, out of the 16 we picked. Stay tuned.